Well, good morning, Porch Community. It's good to see you. Happy New Year. Thank you, Sue. It's always good to be seen. Always good to be seen. Hey, would you guys thank our band for being the amazing musicians and vocalists that they are? Thank you all for the blessing that you are to your church. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. You may have noticed, um, like I have this, and I noticed it more this year than I have in years past, um, that I've noticed people have been saying, I have a word for the year, you know, like a, a title, a word, something that kind of encapsulates maybe what their focus is or their purpose or maybe their hopes or dreams or anything like that. And, I, and I've noticed that more this year than in the past. You guys, have you noticed that too? Some of you maybe? I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Um, and I think it's kind of like the it's it's kind of like the New Year's resolution, but it's it's with a, a word instead. And so, what I wanted to do this morning is I wanted to share with you not not really my personal word for the year, but I wanted to share my pastoral word for the year, my pastoral word for us, for the Porch Community Church. And it is a word that I I, I believe it encapsulates this my prayers and the hopes and the the, the focus, the ambitions that for the coming year for us. And so I wanted to share that with you. But before I share that word with you, <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you, I think, why that word has, is there for me, why it's kind of risen up, what, what's kind of influenced this, what's definitely, it's, I believe the Lord has inspired this word. But I've noticed I've wrestled with this. I have commiserated with other um, lead pastors of churches um, from different parts of the country. Um, it, it's nagged at my thoughts, and honestly, it's burdened my heart for, for close to, as I looked at the calendar, 12 or 18 months. This is something that's kind of burdened me. And, and it's this, it's that the, the church, and, and by that I mean the capital C church, but that also affects the local church, the church has been scattered, just scattered. The church has been scattered. The, the people of the church have been scattered. And when you hear that word, I don't mean scattered in a good way like Waffle House hash browns, because I know that's what some of y'all are thinking. Um, but, but scattered in, in the way, scattered in a way where we're disconnected, where we're not a part of, of one another, that and here's what happens with disconnection. When we're disconnected, there is a lack of purpose. There is a lack of direction. We are, in fact, lifeless when we're not part of the vine. Um, three years ago, three years ago, in January of 2020, pastors and churches all over the globe, not, so not just even in America, but all over the place, had all of these like messages and message series about 2020 vision and seeing ahead clearly and having this vision. And none of those pastors and none of those churches had any clue what was in store for them in just a few months after that. Nobody, no one could envision with 2020 vision what was coming down the road. No, nobody knew. The world became exponentially scattered three years ago. Barna, Barna Data, which is uh, it's a research group that studies the church and Christianity and, and the trends in that, um, the, the really good reports and, and studies that they do. But this Barna Data, it shows that after the pandemic, the, the scattered society that we had in 2020, one in three church goers, one in three 
stopped engaging in the church altogether. One in three altogether. They scattered and they have not re-engaged with a church, with the church since 2020. So there's a scattered part. Other data shows that uh, when some pastors were asked about this, 84% of the pastors surveyed reported that their churches, so we're talking about the capital C church, but their churches, the local churches, the ones that make up the church, they've still not returned to that pre-COVID engagement that they had in 2020. So you add to that, now add to that the scattering of people who have identified, who identify as Christians, who went away from the church when everyone scattered in 2020. The two-thirds who did re-engage, the two-thirds that did re-engage have set a lower standard for how often they engage in their local church. How often they engage. One to two times a month, it's really 1.5 times a month is the new standard for someone who says, I'm a regular attender. I regularly engage in my church. So the scattered nature of the church, it continues to some degree. There is a scatteredness to this. And that's not my pastoral word for the year. My word that I'm about to share with you is a response to that. The scattered nature of the church has led me to this word. I believe the Lord has given this word in a way where it was, it was such a burden that in praying about it and, and just coming before him and, and saying, God, what, how, why, when, with, the, with this local church, the word is gather, gather. So I want us to gather in 2023. Now, the word gather, depending on your Bible, but close to 300 times the word gather is used in your Old and your New Testaments all together, close to 300 times. And it's a Greek word. I don't have this on the screen, but it's this Greek word, synago, synago, S-Y-N-A-G-O. Think about that, S-Y-N-A-G-O. It's where we get our word synagogue. It's the gathering of God's people. Okay, so... Our English word gather actually goes all the way back to a gathering of God's people. It's this word. Turn to Acts chapter 2. This is going to be our foundation verse, but we're going to be in a couple of other places as well this morning. We're also going to be in Nehemiah, um, and then we're going to be heading over to James 5. But we're starting in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And so if the word is gather, the word is gather for us as the church what did the early church do? What, what has the church done? Why, why gather? Why, why gather? So here's what we're going to say is this, is that TPCC, that's us, the Porch Community Church, TPCC will gather because the first church gathered. They gathered too. Beginning in verse 42 of Acts 2, and I'm going to read you from the Amplified Version, and this is what God's Word says. They, talking about the believers, followers of Jesus, they were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship, to eating meals together, and to prayers. A sense of awe was felt by everyone, and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. And all of those who had believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their possessions to belong to the group as a whole. 
And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all the other believers as anyone had need. Day after day, they met in the temple area, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Throughout Scripture, what we find is that God lifts up and promotes the gathered church, the gathered community of his people. I mean, the very word is his people gathered, Sinago. Our God is a God who has always been in community. Think about that for a minute. It's not like he was God and he said, hey, community might be a good idea. Let's try it. Our God has always been in community. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's always been in community. And when he set the earth into motion and he created humanity, what did he do? He put them in community, man and woman in community. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply, create more community. Our God has always been in community, and when he established the church, the church is community. He established this. He has always been about gathering. He's always been gathered. So we're going to gather. We, we do this because Scripture says so, not because Shannon came up with a word, and then we're going to talk about it for a while. No, so we're going to gather, but when we gather the focus will be, and that's the next point, is that TPCC will gather to hear the word. Turn to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah 8. Now this is what we see about the gathered church from the book of Nehemiah. And I'm going to read you uh, some sections here out of chapter 8. Um, because it's, it's beautiful about their reverence for the word of God about how they responded to hearing God's word. Beginning in verse 1 of Nehemiah 8, it says this, All the people assembled with a unified purpose. That's gathered, friends. All the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. This is God's word. So on October 8, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly. That's the gathered church. Okay, he brought the book of the law before them, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon. So that's why we know you get out of church at noon because it says it right there in the Bible. And, and he read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Down to verse 8. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage, right? So we're going to gather for the word of God. That's why we gather. As we look at all the scripture and the history of the church, the word is meant to be shared. It's meant to be taught in public. It's meant to be shared in larger groups 
for all to understand. It's not just for our quiet time and our personal study. It is for the people of God. And the emphasis on the fact that it is for all the people to understand is very important. Verse 12 of Nehemiah 8. So the people, and here, now here's scripture for why you go eat lunch after church. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal, to share gifts of food and to celebrate. Why do they celebrate? They celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. So we will gather for a purpose, and that is for, for God's word to be central, for God's word to be a focus We gather because the early church gathered. We gather just as the early church did to have God's word before us. We will gather. And you know what else we're going to do? TPCC will gather to pray. I confess to you that this has been something that I have not been a very good leader at in regard to calling our people to pray. And I'm going to do better at that in 2023. For us to be more committed to corporate prayer to corporate prayer with one another. I think it's important. I've always thought it was important. I just confess that to you. Would you turn to James chapter 5? James 5. See, the Bible is, is filled with commands and examples of the importance of prayer. I mean, Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Now, I do want you to turn to James 5, but while you're doing that, just to let you know, there are places like in Acts chapter 2 and then also in Acts chapter 4, and I'm going to take off this earring that keeps hitting my microphone. Acts chapter 2 and 4 and 12 tells us that all the believers devoted themselves to, to prayer. And not only that, but they testified to the power of prayer. They testified to the, the, the result of prayer, the power of it. So here's what James chapter 5, beginning in verse 13, says. I mean, this is about as plain as you can get, friends, when it talks about prayer. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. And those are just songs of prayer to God. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's all about reconciliation right there. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The Bible is filled with examples of prayer as the church gathered. God's Holy Spirit fell upon the church as they gathered in obedience to pray and wait. Over and over we see how prayer makes a difference. I don't know what your schedule is like this coming week. And I know this might seem like really fast or whatever, but, but we're going to do it. And I, so I'll be here. But this Tuesday night, we're going to gather for prayer. This Tuesday night, January 10th at 6 o'clock, we're going to gather in here to pray. It's very simple. We're going to have worship. There's not going to be a message. We're just going to gather to pray. 
Some of it may be guided and some of it may not be. It might just be, you know, the church doors are open and you can gather to pray. Um, I know a couple of things that I, I would like to guide us in as we pray. One is this. Um, we have a whole bunch of high school students who in the next two weekends are going to be experiencing a, a weekend opportunity to know Jesus in a deeper way on, on the Christless walks. And we have a lot of people who are actually serving and working on those walks. So we're gonna, we want to pray. I mean, this is this life-changing weekend opportunity before them. So we're going to pray, and we're going to pray for them by name. So that's one thing we're going to do together. Um, towards the end of February, we have, this will be our second year of doing this, but we have what we call our journey weekend here, and it's for our fifth through eighth graders, where we share with them the basics of the Christian faith. Who is God? Who is God the Father? Who is God the Son? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does it mean for your sins to be forgiven? What are these sacraments that we see happen? And we're going to share that. So we're going to pray for that weekend and for those students who are going to be a part of that. Um, we have our community groups that are, have started back or are starting back, and we're going to pray for those groups. Listen, we, ha we, we have family. We have friends. We have people that we love who are in need of healing, who are in need of restoration, who are in need of salvation. So let's pray for them. Let's gather as the church and pray for them. We ourselves, they, we need direction. We need, we need promise. We need hope. We are in a, maybe a place of discouragement. So we will gather as the church and we're going to pray. So I'll be here on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock for us to gather to pray. And we're going to do this you know, every few months. We're going to gather to pray because it's what the church did. And then we're going to gather. TPCC will gather, as I mentioned. We will gather in community. We will gather in community groups. Looking back to Acts chapter 2, kind of that foundation passage, verse 46, it says this, Day after day they met in the temple area, so that would be our, you know, that would be like this, the, our auditorium, right? They met in the temple area, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts. The early church gathered together at the temple, and then they gathered together in smaller groups. They gathered in people's homes. They valued what God has always valued, which is community and relationship. Our God is a God who's always been in community. He's always been in relationship. And he's established that for us. And so we, we want to do that as well. God wants us to gather in Christ-centered community with each other. He wants us to gather, as Hebrews 10 tells us, for, so that we can spur one another along, so that we can uh, say, hey, let's, let's love each other better and let's serve in the name of Jesus together. And then, TPCC, we will gather to share in the sacraments. We will gather to share baptism and communion. We will lift that up. Communion and baptism have been given to us by Jesus so that we can celebrate, so that we can remember, so that we can proclaim who Jesus is and what he has done in our lives with the people he has placed in our lives. It is a community 
event. I mean, the word communion is right there. It's about the people gathered together to share what Christ has done for us. And so I, I will say this, if, if baptism is something that you have thought about or you have considered or, or perhaps you're saying, you know, I, you know, maybe I was christened or sprinkled as a baby and I'm not really sure and I don't really know if I consider that my baptism or not, please come and talk to me. Talk to Justin, talk to Kristen. Like, we'll, we'll talk you through with it. And if that's something that you desire to do, that's what we do as the gathered community. We celebrate that together. We want you to be a part of that. Porch community, here, here, think about the times, okay, as we talk about gathering. Think about the times in your life when you were at your lowest. Like, you were at your lowest. You were at your most desperate. You were at your weakest. And if you're a believer, I'm fairly certain that you cried out to God in prayer in those moments. You called out to him in those low moments, in those weak moments, in those times of desperation. You called out to him. How many times has God answered your prayer through the gathered people who love him? How many times that the way that God responded to your prayer was through the people gathered who love him. I know it's, it's a lot. I know that the, there are times that you've prayed and God has pulled you from your lowest point through the people that gathered for you in his name. That God quenched your desperation through the gathered people who love you. That, that God strengthened you in your weakest moment through the gathered church, they lifted you up. You don't know how you got through it, but the gathered church did. That's how God answered your prayer. So see, the idea of gathering, it's not like, I don't think I'm, I have to talk any of us into going, hey, let's try to gather, right? The, the prospect of, of gathering people together, it's not something out of any of our, our wheelhouse of our ability, like, we know how to gather. We are people who gather. And I, I don't mean we gather for church. Like, we just, we gather. We do. You're going, no, I really, I'm, I'm isolated. I'm an introvert. I, I'm a hermit, practically. You gather. You gather. We, we are people who will find a reason to gather, right, for all sorts of reasons. There are people who have, I mean, I'm, no shade here, but like there are people who have put a lot of energy and creativity and even like resources, like money, into gathering tomorrow night for a football game because they're super stoked about it. Like we we don't need like a reason. Like we'll find a reason to gather. It's what we do. The problem is not that we don't know how to gather or that we really don't like to gather. The problem is that as the church, we have forgotten why we gather regarding God. We've forgotten why. Why we gather as Jesus followers, I believe, is what has been lost. Why we gather is where we have an enemy, by the way, and why we gather is where the competition for our attention and for our heart and, and for our treasure and for our focus, that's, that's where that comes. That's where the attack comes. So as the church, as the porch community church, 
I want us to gather this year in all the many ways that can that could be that can come about. One of the commitments we've made, and, and Taylor, you can you can make your way up here. One of the commitments that we've made to gather in 2023 is the fantastic addition to our staff of Taylor and John Crowell as our connections pastors. Um, we're going to watch Taylor drink some coffee as she comes up on stage. John is not here right now. John is active uh, military Air Force. He got called in at 6 o'clock this morning. Um, and so uh, he'll be shifting to reserve status soon. And so we'll, we'll see him. But you see John a lot. He's often over here on the keys. Am I right? And then a various, you'll sometimes on the drums and sometimes, I mean, he'll just, he'll be around. He's around. Um, but I'm so excited, um, Taylor, that you and John are part of this um, staff. It's something that I've been praying about for a long time, and I know it's really necessary. But I wanted you guys to have see at least half of our connections pastors. Oh, look, there's the other one up there. And um, and actually, we're not getting two connections pastors. We're getting three connections pastors there. <laughs> little little Peyton coming on his way. Um, but I'm very, very excited for that. And stay here. Where's Sutherland? So with the fact that um, that John is on active duty and shifting to reserve, and that Peyton's going to be making an appearance in a month or so, Lord willing, you know, at, at, at sooner than later, right? Um, so you're going to be out for a little bit. So Sutherland, who is our amazing, amazing, wonderful ministry assistant, um, is also going to be kind of part of the Connections Pastor's role while you guys are transitioning and, and getting whatever life's going to be like for you with your first child. So it's going to be wonderful. But I wanted you to have eyes on especially these two and, and John if he were here because when we gather on Sundays, what we want to do is we want to make sure we are equipping you and helping you to know, okay, how can I gather? What are the opportunities to gather the serve teams, the, the events, the, the ministries, the sign-ups, the, the reading plans, all the different things that you might want to know about the first-timers and the return guests and where's the kids building and all these things that Taylor and Sutherland and John will be here. They'll be in the lobby. They'll be at the Connections desk, and they'll be here to help you um, because this is part of um, how we are going to gather as a church, and you guys are going to help. You're going to help pastor that for us as we go into the new year. So thank you, ma'am, for you are our Swiss Army knife uh, of ministry, and I very much appreciate you, and I know that Justin and Allison do well as well for all that you do for us. Thank you, Sutherland. And church, would you most definitely, would you officially welcome Taylor and John by proxy as our Connections pastors? So, so very excited um, for the role that you guys are going to play. And you already have a um, pivotal role for us as we gather in 2023. Um, Porch community, the God who gathered you into relationship with him, right? The, the God who gathered you into relationship with himself through Jesus Christ also intends for you to gather as the church. And that looks like a lot of different things. 
And this, please, please, we talked about this as staff on Monday. This goes way beyond like a rah-rah, let's all come to church, or, you know, let's have a high attendance Sunday thing. That's not what this is about. This is about, about us gathering at purposely as the church. This is, this is about you. This is about at the beginning of a new year, you considering your relationship with the God of the universe through Jesus Christ you to consider that relationship and how you are gathering, how you are going to gather with his church as a result of that relationship. See, God has given us the church. He has given Christians the church as a vehicle to share the message of Jesus Christ. That's what he's given to us, to, to grow together, to, to be strengthened with one another, right? To be equipped to carry out the good news, the very, very good news that Jesus saves the lost. This is the vehicle that he wants to communicate that message, right? We gather not because of a, of a, a word or a particular sermon. This, we gather as God's people because he's the one that changes lives. We gather because he's the one that restores relationships. He's the one that redeems the lost. He's the one that redeems the broken. This is what he does. He's the one. He does this. He's, he's the one who hears our prayers. We gather because of this. He's the one who, who mourns with us and rejoices with us. This is why we gather. He, he's the one who keeps his promises. Thank you, Lord. He's the one who is faithful. He's the one who will never leave you or forsake you. We gather because of that. We gather because of that. So we gather, we're going to gather to praise him. In all the ways before you as a follower of Jesus in the coming year, will you make it a point to gather in his name? Will you gather? As a family, will you gather? As a couple, will you gather? As a, as a group of friends, will you gather? As our, as our college students, will you gather? Our young adults, our students, our kids, will you gather? Our community groups, will you gather in the name of Jesus? Will you gather together in worship on Sundays and lift up the name of our God who loves you so much? Gather. Maybe it'll take getting over yourself a little bit and going, I don't know much, so I don't know if I feel comfortable gathering whatever she's talking about. Or maybe it's, I know a whole lot, but I practice very little. But we commit to gather. Why would we put off the opportunity to gather with others in the name of Jesus any longer? So let's gather. Let's gather. Our students are gathering tonight at 6 o'clock. Right here, 6th through 12th graders in this room. Gather. Parents, have your students gather. Parents, have your kids gather. They're meeting right now over in the Porch Kids building. They're going to start, start back up meeting this Wednesday night at, at 6 o'clock. Um, right? Gather. We'll gather. We're going to gather here Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. We're going to gather. The women, our women's ministry, we're going to gather at the end of January for some s'mores. Right, Nikki? And worship and, and, and gathering in the name of Jesus. Our men gather every Thursday morning. What time, Justin? 6 a.m. 
get together and gather and pray. So we're going to gather. We're going to gather together this year reading the Bible together. We're going to gather reading the Bible. We are going to be doing the Bible Project reading plan. So we're going to be doing this. Um, what we're going to do quarterly, we will make a hard copy available for those of you who like to have a hard copy and keep it in your Bible. But it's also an online option, which is great because you can get it at any time. Okay, so uh, you can go to our website right now, theporchcc.com, and you can see on the very front page it'll be about the reading plan, or you can just go straight to the Bible Project and, and get the reading plan. But we're going to be doing this together as a church, reading through the Bible this year. And you know what's cool about that is that when I am reading my Bible on my own, I know that I'm reading my Bible with my church. So I'm gathered even when I'm reading my Bible. So we're going to gather. This is what we're going to do. We're, gonna, we're going to gather today, right after this service, all those who are currently on serve teams, those who are interested in being on a serve team, right? We can do what Nehemiah 8 says. You can gather with us because we're going to eat a little lunch, and then we're going to have a time of, of looking ahead, and some, we're going to be equipped. It's our equipped leadership training. We're going to meet today. We're going to gather today and do that. As the band comes back out and we, we spend some time as the gathered church worshiping God, right? Singing praises to him for his goodness and for his faithfulness to us, okay? Friends, we, <laughs> we can't follow Jesus for our community very well if we don't commit to being a gathered church. And so in 2023, we're, we're going to gather we're going to gather. Would you pray with me? Father, you have gathered us up. Uh, through, through Jesus, you have made it possible for us to, to come home to you. Thank you. We, we've run away. Now we can return because Jesus. For those who, who, for those who right now know that they are far, far away from you, Lord, would they feel in every fiber of their being, you're gathering them into your arms and saying, come home, come home, stop running, come home. God, that all their guilt and all their shame would just fall away as they allow your embrace through Jesus, the one who forgives our sins. God, thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for new life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the lives that are regathering at this very moment as we pray. And would you, Lord, work a boldness in those who have made a commitment to you or a recommitment to you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, would you now in this moment, by your Holy Spirit, reignite in each of us a desire to continue to gather in the coming weeks, in the coming months. But, but not only a desire, but a resolve in our spirit to honor and glorify you as a gathered part of your body, the church. Lord, help each of us to see our part to play in strengthening and growing your church. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray all these things and we lift our voices to praise you.